You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 125. 125, right? Because I didn't announce it last one because I was too busy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dude, was... we're on half our way to 150. I mean. Okay. <laughs> well, I was too busy playing the uh, Hail to the Chief uh, song that I forgot to, um, uh, I forgot to debut like my little new shenanigans track, dude, because. Uh, oh, so yeah. Many... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So many people. Me with that, bro. So many people, including you, Teach. You know, you know you're, you're right? You said, dude, he said shenanigans. He said the word. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, dude, I gotta I gotta do something with it now. So well, James Corden said it too. I gotta get that clip, man. Hold on. Let me see. Did you get the clip where I sent you that James Corden said it also, the, the host of the Late Late Show? Dude, I, didn't, I didn't get that, that, that text, man. I only got the Trump one. What? So Yeah, I, did, I didn't get Oh, that. dude, he says it too. I'll send it to you <laughs> after the show. You got to do All something right. with that added in or something. Well, you know, every single one of my mixtapes, I started off with like some little skit because I, I love back in the day, like any sort of album, you kind of get like this like theater, theater of the mind experience where they have like skits inside the... Uh, it's very common inside hip hop records, you know. They have skits before the song, you know. So, um, right, you know, I right. throw something that says shenanigans because my last name is Shen. My DJ act is uh, shenanigans with exclamation point, uh, you know. But uh, without further ado, man, here's my new track. There's been a lot of shenanigans, and we can't uh, stand for that in our country. Dude, I like it. You know, the the the, court, the James Corden piece would be perfect, like right at the end of that. I've got to send you that part. Okay, make that, sure you get that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, dude. Thank you. I'll check it out because <laughs> no, I sit here and I actually like. If, if I hear like somebody say shenanigans on TV, I'll like I rewind that shit and record it on my phone and use it for the next my next mixtape. So like I have like, you know, Joe Rogan saying shenanigans like, you know, SpongeBob, Homer Simpson. Like, you know, if you listen to my, any of my mixtapes, man, they all start off with a funny little skit, man. Uh, that, you know, about somebody saying shenanigans. But anyways, man. So, uh, dude. Off the cuff, had to make that song, dude. Uh, <laughs> just too good, man. Understandable, totally understandable. <laughs> but dude, man, I, I, dude, I'm excited uh, for today's show, man, because we're gonna have a. Uh, uh, well, you know, well, first of all, you know what? I see him in the waiting room, but um, you know, let's talk about your the piece behind you, cause I, uh, cause it, it looks so fucking amazing, bro. Like honestly, man. Like, ugh, damn, Thanks, man. dude. It's my latest stencil of a of a wave, and I gotta tell you, uh, you know. Hawaii was on my mind. I always play Hawaiian music on my uh, YouTube thing while I'm cutting stencils, and it was so so appropriate for this. And uh, for those of you who are not uh, who are listening, basically, uh, it's basically a massive tube um, shot of a wave. And uh, I've got uh, this is actually uh, Ian Campbell, um, that is the boogie boarder who is flying off doing a, a backflip off the top of the lip there. Um, he's one of my favorite boogie board, um, boogie boarders. And, uh, actually he's been, his health has been kind of bad, uh, lately is having some, uh, some intestinal issues. Uh, so sending out, uh, some good healing vibes. We're doing better, Ian. And, uh, that's you right there, buddy. Catching air. Dude, man. That's um, a, literally looks like a photograph, bro. Like I know you did that with nice. the, I had to, actually had to, I, I sprayed part of it, lifted it up and, and sprayed a little bit of this light blue under it and then put it back down so it's not just like you know one spray or one layer or whatever there's a little bit of layering under it but um i just thought it'd be appropriate because of our guest we're having on today um i actually met in hawaii uh he's uh, an amazing um artist and he's a tattoo artist as well um so uh why don't we go ahead and bring him in man yeah 
Yes. Awesome. There we go. Welcome to the show. All right. Yeah, Mahal. Thank you. Good. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to uh, to join us. Um, you are in, uh, are you in near the tattoo shop now? Or are you uh, at your house? Are you, you know, North no, Shore, Millennium? I'm, I'm at my house. Yeah, North Shore. I'm, I'm North Shore, Kupukia right now. Nice. Oh, man, I miss it. I miss it so much, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, we just, that was the we, last we just good got our time that I really had, man. Yeah, that was fun. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, winter surf season just started. So For those of you, um, uh, we've, I just noticed you have uh, a different name up on your, uh, on your screen than um, on your Instagram. You have Kaha Key um, Art, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. What is what is your name then? What what do you go by? Uh, Teddy. Everybody just calls me Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So what is Kaha? Well, I'm, I'm teach. A lot of people call me teach teacher, uh, asshole. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. I call Teddy, my. Thanks again for. Uh, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. It, it, what does Kaha key mean then? Uh, Kaha key basically means to uh, create the image. Uh, or to be an artist is what it means. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. The, man. the ki, the ki, yeah, ki means image in in Hawaiian. So kaha ki meaning to create the image, yeah. And so that in translation, that just basically means to be an artist. Oh, I love that, man. I was telling uh, telling everybody that um, actually uh, had you do a tattoo um, on my uh, on my lower leg, and that's how uh, we got to meet. And yes. um, we uh, we actually got to meet through uh, through another um, another guy uh, Clark Little um, is uh, yeah there you go he got the hat on dude that's a badass hat yo nice Long shot. yeah Clark's the man Very Clark's cool. the man yeah yeah Clark is uh, for those of you who don't know is basically uh, my favorite um, shore break photographer um, he uh, just goes out right in the in the shore break which in hawaii is massive um one of the favorite plot spots is keiki's which is just known for having like this massive uh closeout it's it's mainly a closeout wave and um guys still go down there to write it i guess just to you know build up um endurance and and learning how to just you know drop in with you know a closeout or whatever because if you can drop in on that you can drop in on anything but <laughs> yeah. so that's what that's what Clark does um and I actually got to know him through uh Mark Dumbrow um yeah there's uh James just brought up one of uh Clark's uh photos um but I got to know Clark through uh Mark Dumbrow um who was uh one of the lifeguards at uh at YMA at Bay or you know on the North Shore basically they they routine you know they they switch spots and everything and um he uh he reached out to me because um unfortunately Clark's brother passed away a couple of years ago and I had done the stencil of Eddie Icow that I had put out on the, the lifeguard stand at YMA Bay on one of the, the pylons and um so uh, uh Mark actually reached out to, to Clark, I think, and said, hey, man, you know, maybe you want to have something done by this artist. And so next thing I know, Clark was, you know, hitting me up on a little direct message on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I, I knew who Brock was, you know, when I was young um, and getting into to boogie boarding. Um, you know, he was one of the main guys. Uh, he was one of the big wave surfers, man. And I was just like, man, this guy's crazy. I could never do that, you know. But then I found out that he's you know, he rode motorcycles, he was a stuntman and everything, all kinds of incredible stuff, you know. Um, and so when he was like, you know, would you do a stencil of my, you know, my brother? I'm like, dude, without a doubt, you know, I'd be honored to do a stencil of your brother. And so, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to make it over there, but I, I sent the stencil over to him. And um, were you were you one of the artists that, that helped him? Uh, yes, yes, I was there to help him spray it. Awesome, man. Well, this this is older. This is a different. Um, this this is Eddie Icow. Um, 
but uh, actually, uh, do you have the, um, uh, James, do you have the pictures I sent you earlier of, of uh, Brock? Yeah. Um, can you bring those up right quick, just so um, people have an idea? Um, but yeah, he was nice enough to, um, you know, go and spray that, uh, that stencil up. And so I was just, you know, I, I took a look at, at uh, Ted's artwork and saw that he was a tattoo artist. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been wanting to get this one last tattoo and of, of a shark, basically because I got bit by a shark on my left foot. And um, I've been trying to find the right image of a shark. And I'd seen many different tattoo artists work and I just never saw anything that really appealed to me. But when I saw his work, I was just like, man, I bet that this guy could probably do what it is that I'm wanting. Because I didn't want it to be like completely realistic. I wanted it to be some, you know, a little bit of line work and everything. And to be able to have a, you know, a Hawaiian artist put it on there for me. And just when he drew it out, there we go. Those of you who are, um, who are just listening, James just pulled up a picture of the tattoo on my, on my leg. And um, uh, it just, it's amazing work. In the detail, there are eyes of the giant, there's hands, there's waves. Um, it's just, and, and you can still see all those details. Um, you know, it, 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 it uh, healed up really nicely. Um, and dude, he just free-handed that on my leg. And, um, you know, some people are like, well, dude, why, if you're going to get a shark, man, why don't you get like a big shark, like up your leg and like all the way up to the hip or something like that, you know, because he's, he, if anyone would be the man to do it, he would be the man to do it. You know what I mean? But my bite that I have is, it's just a little one. It's just a little shark bite. It doesn't deserve a big, big shark. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when he, just when a he, little shark. <laughs> yeah. When he drew it out for me, um, just right there in front of me, I was just like, dude, that is perfect. That's a perfect size and spot and everything. So um, thanks, you know, thanks so much for that, bro. And um, yeah, yeah. so what I would like to know, first of all, is um, where, where were you born? Like, where, where did you grow up? Um, born and raised right here on the North Shore. On the North Shore. Oh, man. Yeah, I am. I'm a product of my environment. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's a pretty when, cool place to grow up, man. What were you? Um, are we ever uh, like a waterman? Are you a waterman? Yes, or you... I mean we're we're all everybody here. We're sort of born into the ocean, you know. Um, whether it's body surfing, regular surfing, canoe fishing, diving, anything, it's here we're raised around the ocean, and and it's a very important part of everybody's life, especially here on the North Shore. Um, you know, I mean, it's over here is Dr. Jack and Mr. High during the summertime. It's really flat. During winter time, where we're headed into now, I mean, it changes. You know, you get Waimea cracking at 30, 40 feet. You know, and and it's it's there's so much energy moving here. It's it's a real special place to grow up. You know. Well, from what I've you know learned and research I've done, I've been there a couple of times. I was there when I was actually 15 years old, um, without even knowing it. I was boogie boarding at that time, and we were staying on Maui, but we went over to Oahu for one day and went out to Sandy Beach. And not knowing, you know, what the hell's out there or anything like that, looking back, oh my God, I can't believe my parents let me go out in that fucking break, bro. <laughs> and it was, it was, you know, medium. It was medium for Hawaii standards. But for me, you know, like you said, man, like all of a sudden I get out there, no problem and everything. And then here comes a set blowing through. And I'm about to drop in on this wave and I'm looking down and they're going, man, that looks like I'm looking off of a two-story house. <laughs> and it's just gonna close out i'm not gonna go down in there and that shit hell no and i just i remember seeing a guy with the um with these, one of these little tiny little hand boards or whatever um just shooting that tube from the other way coming towards me and i just remember going holy shit that dude is just tearing that shit up that is amazing and then i think i i didn't even ride that wave i just kind of caught the top of it and it washed me in a little bit and then when i stood up there's like big chunks of coral all around me. <laughs> like knee high, I'm going, oh my God, man, if I hit something like that, that's gonna fuck me up bad. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of go in for a little bit. Like, dude, I didn't even catch a fucking wave. <laughs> that happened, I, I paddled in, I was sitting on the shore next to a couple of Kauai, Hawaiian guys because I was listening to them talking, just the way they sounded, sounded awesome. Just, just flowing out of them and everything, talking about the guys riding the waves and everything. And um, yeah, I just, I, 
when looking back, man, they, oh my God, my parents only knew how dangerous that was to let and me then go, go out and there. Look, and you go and look and there's like 10 year old kids out there. Ripping it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean that, okay. So basically Hawaii is the land of the gods. Okay. Like everything at its most extreme is in Hawaii. I mean, the mountains, the volcanoes, the waves, um, it is, you know, it's the land of the gods. Um, and I, I just, I'm completely humbled, uh, you know, being there. Um, but so let's, let's get to, um, when did you realize that, uh, like growing up when you were young, when did you realize you were going to be an artist? Um, well, I, I started earliest memories with probably about four years old. Um, it wasn't until 10 years old that I sort of made the decision that from now till whenever every decision I made would sort of be for the art. I didn't know what I would be doing professionally. All I know is I, that's what I wanted to pursue was the art. So like you know, 10 years younger, old, that's to, awesome. Yeah. I wanted to be an astronaut actually when I was a kid, but you know, I found out I could draw. So I was just like, Oh, I, you know, I didn't want to go into the military because <laughs> I know you had to be a military guy to become an Gotta astronaut. Gotta be in the air force. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta and I was the air like, force. uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> So, and dude, I tell you what, have you ever been on like big roller coasters? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do well. I mean, you know, when, when I was young, I did okay for a little bit, but I took a ride on one about maybe 20 years ago when I was about 30 years old, mid mid thirties, it was actually mid thirties, rode that roller coaster, got off of it. My equilibrium was different than when I was younger. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. dude, whoa. And if that had that much effect on me, Dude, I would never make it as an astronaut. The G-force that you got to be able to take to be an astronaut is well over six Gs. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's six Gs. I would just be like, stuck. You know, you know what, oh, though, man. man? For me, like, when I was a kid, uh, the first astronaut – it depends on what age you grew up at. Because when I was a kid, the, uh, the Challenger, like, blew up. Yes, you you yeah. know what I mean? I watched and that live. <laughs> exactly i was like there's no way like i want to be a fucking astronaut you know what i mean but i can imagine if you grew up in like the 60s and 70s and then you saw people land on the moon you're like wow like uh you know it's pretty it, like you're more you know it's a possibility i guess right <laughs> yeah i was i was watching uh ellison onizuka hawaii's first astronaut on the challenger and we were all proud of him you know and we watched that happen when i was like third grade and i was like uh, oh, man, oh, man. That, that, that's what made you Maybe go into i don't art. want to be an astronaut right <laughs> that's what made you go into art man yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah very 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 young age um i just kind of knew that that's sort of what i wanted to pursue i didn't know exactly what direction it was going to go all i know was whatever you do from now do it for the art you know well one thing i also nice. see did you ever go through like i'm sorry james go ahead now one thing i mean uh you're not just an artist just the visual too because i'm just scrolling through your feed man and you are a chef too right my man <laughs> yes <laughs> i um i started i started cooking at a really young age though i'd say about age seven and um what it, it, it's it's well my stepdad was uh the head executive chef at turtle bay for you know 25 years and um i learned under so i and growing up here in hawaii with all the different cultures you learn how to cook yeah um, and yeah. me and my friends you know me, me and my friends we have so, so many different cultures that our food here is very unique dude and a I, lot of these flavors you have the asian you have the polynesian you have the european influences and they all kind of create to make this very unique palette so um dude, we got a lot you know a lot of seafood but that we dude, work at with seven and... years old you were already like i need to introduce my kids to you or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, are, what are your kids i got 10 year old pizza? twins they, they make and, peanut butter and, and jelly I mean, sandwiches my daughter she can she can boil uh water to make the cup of soup you know <laughs> and even the cup of noodle <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and she can make toast. You know, that's about it. But man, no, I, so I have a feel, awesome. I have a feeling that young age. I'm I have sorry, a feeling that Teddy. Choose. I have a feeling like Teddy was making some like uh, pokey at a very young age. He, we're not we're not talking <laughs> about peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwiches. He yeah. was probably like roasting some Kahlua pig. You know, you know, I mean something yeah. like that too, dude, man. So, well, go ahead. I love to eat. I love to eat. Oh, me know. too, man. <laughs> oh, me too, bro. Me Look at me. I'm no too. stranger to the fork, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude, man, that, that's awesome. I'm just, you, you know, we're definitely going to get into uh, uh, your art, man. But I'm just saying, scrolling your feet, I'm, I'm getting hungry, man. I'm just like, Dude, this man knows, knows how to eat. And one thing I love about Hawaii North Shore is that, <clears throat> I mean, I've done the tourist thing 
just a little side uh, bar thing. My uh, I used to date a girl that uh, was originally from Hawaii, so like uh, we would go visit sometime, and I would drive. We would drive to the North Shore. I don't surf. I'm actually afraid of. Uh, you know, I almost drowned when I was a kid. So we would go to the shrimp trucks up there. You, you know, and that, that's like yeah, my right, highlight, right, right. right? And then like, you know, write your name on there. Uh, yeah, you know, Hawaii, James, yeah. James and XYZ forever. I mean, I wonder how many couples go to Hawaii and then they write their names on that shrimp truck and then they broken up, dude. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's so perfect when you're there. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, Teddy. Uh, but yeah, so no, I'm just I'm familiar with Hawaii just from a tourist yeah. aspect, you know what I mean? But North Shore is uh, uh, very different from, like, the rest of uh, Honolulu, right, would you yes. say? Yes, definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's a li- we run we have our own little community out here, and it's like you're in your own little world, you know, separated from the rest of the island, so it's pretty cool. That's so basically, awesome. getting back to your artwork, though, um, so when, um, when did you have, like, a first-paying gig that you did like a drawing or a piece? Um, I, you know, I started when I was younger, I was, um, the school I went to, they, they kind of gave me a free pass. They saw that I was into art. So they kind of nurtured everything that I was into. And so when I was in high school, um, I would print and sell my own shirts, design my own shirts, print them at the graphics. You know, I was learning graphics at Kohuku at the time. And, um, you know, started slagging my own shirts on my own designs. And then I went to art school and um in philadelphia for three and a half years and uh yeah i went went from north shore oahu yeah north shore oahu to center city philadelphia so that was pretty (laughs) cool to show dude what was that like i mean when you just get to philadelphia what was that like yeah (laughs) well i know that i needed to get you know somewhat of a professional education when it came to art um and being from Hawaii, you gotta leave. If you don't leave, you know, you don't really appreciate what you have and the world's much bigger than the islands, you know? And so, um, you know, I, I'm stoked. I went there for three years, you know, got two art degrees and came home and, you know, did all my art here. So uh, it did, definitely did sharpen the knife. So. Dude, I love how you put that. What was, uh, what was one thing you remember about uh, living in Philadelphia, you know, when you, when you first started living there? It's like, whoa, what the hell is up with this? The cold. Well, that was the first time I seen snow. <laughs> I didn't even have a jacket, man. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I went from using board shorts and tag tops to, you know, layering clothes and, and figuring it out really quick on how to survive up in there. You know, it, was, it was pretty bitter, you know. But, um, you know, well, it, I, I matured fast up there, you know. Well, and, and also, man, I got to say, I mean, the Philadelphia has some good spots, but the food spots aren't like Hawaii, man. Like, you're you, right. You're missing <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you're missing that seafood. Well, I was I was known. I was known on because, you know, already I was in college and I was already cooking. I was working in a restaurant full time. I was working for Whole Foods at the time because of my cooking. I was working full time in the kitchen. So in the you know the dorm rooms i was known as the guy i would whip up dinner for all kinds of people up there and all these guys were eating you know mac and cheese and a cup of noodles and ramen and i'm over here you know whipping up all kinds of stuff. getting gourmet and shit man yeah yeah everybody knew, to, everybody knew to come by my room if they were hungry you know what i mean it was always um, you know the door was always open everybody knew that i always cooked more than it was just for me i cooked the way we cooked down here which is for a lot of people and Everybody knew, you know, hey, my if you guys were hungry, my door is open. Just knock on the door, bring your bowl, and I will feed you. Dude, that's like awesome, that. man. So, Bring that Hawaii wow. spirit to <laughs> Philly, man. You know hey, what? That's just, I mean, a little sidebar here. That's a great trade to always have is just to be able to, to cook. You know oh, everybody's I mean? got to eat. Everybody's got to eat, you know. You know, yeah, I, I and the ladies said, like know, it um, too, man. You, you know, well, yeah, if you know how to cook, and the, the ladies will like, hang out with you because – I mean, you know, like I said, it's like a romantic thing to, like, feed the la- – you know what I mean? What, what's your favorite cheesesteak spot in uh, Philly since uh, – I know you have um, one. I actually I, – I don't know. I went to Gino's. I did the whole thing. But because I'm a cook, I – I went and made my own. Oh, I, mean? I, I was using <laughs> filet mignon. I was using filet mignon to make mine. That wasn't like, something. No, 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 no cheese whiz with me. You know what I mean? I was doing like, <laughs> the, the, I was doing the top stuff. You know, yes, I got to get some uh, pepper, yeah, pepper I, jack. I, I, you know, you know, I mean, yes. get some portobellos <laughs> no, up no, in this no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, I'm hungry, man. I, I know. I like how this guy thinks, man. No, I can tell, man. Like, I'm like, <laughs> damn, dude. But, but uh, yeah, go ahead. So let's back to the art, man. We, I keep on distracting about the yeah. food, man. Jam <laughs> <laughs> no, smoked food. a little bit earlier, and now he's hungry. So the, the, food, the, food is, the food is another paintbrush. You know, it is the culinary arts. So um, you can get creative with it. I've mixed the two. You know, I've tattooed a pork belly that I've used on a plate for a smoking competition, you know, I did a tattoo using octopus ink actually because it's non-toxic and it's oh, edible. Oh, dude. And, and so, yeah, the so octopus there's all kinds of, you know, there's all kinds of uh, crossovers you can do with the food and the art, you know, it could, because it is the art, you know. You didn't use like a broccoli as a, as a paintbrush or anything before though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Oh my God. Sorry. All right, so tell me, what was it like um, coming back to Hawaii after Philadelphia? Um, it was an eye opener, you know, like I said, you, you grow up here in this beautiful place and you kind of take it for granted a little bit. And then, you know, when you, when it, when you don't have the beach, when you don't have all these things around, including your family, everybody here is big on family. So when you don't have anybody there, nothing's familiar to you, you, that's, that's where you grow is outside your comfort zone. And, um, it does give you a deeper appreciation for what you have, you know, um, you don't miss your water to the well runs dry, you know, and, and when I came home, you know, I, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm appreciating this really, you know, a whole bunch. So. Nice, yeah. man. Yeah. When, um, was there anything that you missed about Philadelphia when you got back to Hawaii? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of there the day I graduated I I had a cab waiting for me outside I was very homesick when I was there I knew I had to do it um I did learn you know a lot there but that place wasn't for me it was, it was very different I made a lot of friends there and I, I did get a lot of knowledge in the art there um you know the city the city itself is very historical and stuff like that but you know I I felt I didn't really belong there and I just was like I'm waiting to come home and I, I had a cab waiting for me right outside right after graduation I left my cap and gown at the entrance of the church and I was gone <laughs> I went back home Dude, that's awesome <laughs> I mean that's I was gone awesome. for a whole year I was gone for a whole year and a half to Philadelphia before I came home so mm. I made you know yeah I, that was, I made sure I was you know <laughs> james with the, yeah. with the sound <laughs> up and out of there <laughs> yeah i was gone but um you know I, I still kept in touch with a lot of my instructors there um i was kind of a celebrity at the school because i was the only guy from hawaii and they would be like why would you come here <laughs> why would you come here? well but dude it's like yeah. you said you know you just by going to philadelphia and going outside your comfort zone man that just made you more of an artist you know what i mean yeah. that just and that broadened your palette and so when you got back to Hawaii from uh, Philadelphia, was, um, was there anyone that was kind of standoffish because you had left and, and come oh, back? Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, the people here we encourage to leave, you know, just to get that, that you, you grew up here. You can, you can always come home. Hawaii will always be a home, you know. So see, that's go very out, go different. See the, go, go, see, go see the world, you know what I mean? The world is a book. You got to read all the pages. And so travel, you know, go and see. And then it'll always be here for you. You know, people think that, Oh, once I leave, you know, um, it'll change when you come back and you still see the same things, you know, the people are still doing the same things. Island life doesn't change much here. So, um, it's very late. Yeah. Back. But that's a nice thing about it that I like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude, I'm on Hawaiian time over here. <laughs> yes. You get it done when it's, when it gets done, you know, things get done yeah. when they get done, man. I have a big, big appreciation for that. Um, but see, it's not like that. Uh, I've noticed sometimes when I've gone back home to, to Florida, um, you know, some of my friends are, you know, they're, they're all talking up. Yeah, man, hit us up when you get back. Yeah, we're going to go out. And then when I get back and I hit them up, they don't follow through, you know? You're right, right, right. And it's like, well, why? You know, and it's like, well, you know, you're all like Mr. Hollywood man out there and, you know, doing this, that, and the other, you know, and it's like, that's just some redneck well, shit, that's, that's man. When you find out, that, that's when you find out who your friends are, you know what I mean? Some Amen to that, friends. man. Yep. <laughs> Amen to that. But it's not like, uh, that's, that's nice to hear that. Um, and I, you know what? I really didn't expect anything else uh, from, you know, from Hawaii, just, um, you know, welcoming you back. So once, once you got to Hawaii, what, uh, what, did, you, what did you start working on? 
I, I needed to find a job as soon as possible. So I became the one man art department at a t-shirt screen printing company. And they said I was a little overqualified, but I was like, I just needed a job. You know, they were just looking for a regular basic artist to sort of design their t-shirts that they would sell in Walmart or whatever else. And so I took the job and within six months, I had knowledge of printing my own shirts because I was doing it already in high school. And so I watched them, you know, make money off of my art. And after six months, I was like, I'm going to start my own clothing company. So I started that with uh, (laughs) my my best friend over here that I live with. And um, it grew into something really popular. You know, we were this backyard North Shore surf brand, which wasn't really even a surf brand. It was more like a local, just a local brand of clothing. And we, we, because we're here on the North Shore and this is the center of surfing, we had a lot of friends who were professional surfers who would rep our stuff for free. You know, we wouldn't have to pay them. And we had all these big name surfer guys wearing our stuff and really supporting us because we were, this was our home. And, you know, we have all these big surf companies that do come to the North Shore every year and try and be North Shore for the six weeks winter season when we really didn't have to try because this is our home. So um, we did that for about eight or nine years. And wow. at, its peak, I, at its peak, I walked away to start tattooing. We still, wow. we still have the line that we, you know, we release every once in a while, but I... I just turned and went to start tattooing and everybody thought I was nuts. Well, some people thought I was nuts to leave one of the most popular brands out there. You know, we had created a name for ourselves and I just needed, I was hungry artistically and I stumbled upon tattooing by accident. And the first time I put tattoo machine. By accident? What do you mean? Tell me about that. Well, um, I was, one of our friends are getting tattooed and um, the guy tattooing him, he saw my artwork and he was like, you don't tattoo. And I was like, no, I don't tattoo. I actually do clothing. And he was like, you would really, you know, do good in tattooing. And I, at that time I didn't even have any tattoos. And I was thinking, I wouldn't let anybody draw on me, you know? And (laughs) a year, you know, a year, a year later, I'm, I find myself sitting in a tattoo shop with, with the tattoo machine in my hand. (laughs) I was like, a year later. Yeah. I I picked it up. I I tried it out one day when he was tattooing, he goes, you want to try? And so I picked it up. I had the same feeling that I had when I picked up a paintbrush or any type of medium that I'm into. There was a certain feeling and I I was just drawn to the craft of it. Not even the money or any of the side stuff that came with tattooing. I was all about the craft. And so I quit, you know, doing the clothing and went full time into tattooing. And um, I didn't have an apprenticeship like normal. Normally you would have an apprenticeship. You would learn under certain people. I did have a few mentors. But my traditional apprenticeship lasted maybe, I don't know, a week or so. All they did was basically teach me how to sterilize, how to make needles. The, the needles are basically modeled after our paintbrush. So I use it in the same way. Um, what, I was, what I was learning was like the Polynesian art, you know, the representation of the symbols, how to lay it out. My, my art is normally very high detailed, you know, realistic. I do a lot of oil painting and stuff. But the story that the Polynesian tattoo told was different i had to simplify my art it would still be able to have it flow nicely on the body and so for the first seven years of my career um i focused on the polynesian and by you know it was only natural that i start moving into the black and gray portrait realism because that is my style of of art outside of tattooing so now i go between the two you know i can transition from i can do a black and gray portrait and then the next day do a full half sleeve polynesian style so it's kind of good to be versed in, in both ways, you know, you're not sort of stuck. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I try to tell people that all the time that, you know, as a true artist, you should always try to push yourself and try new things and different things. And that's um, how you grow. That's how you grow. Yeah. And when you have, you know, two, you know, two things that you actually enjoy doing that have to do with art and you can go back and forth between the two, man, that's awesome to be able to do that, you know, and, and, and guys like us, you know, when we, you know, started getting older, like, like, hey, I'm 51, um, you know, from my age up, uh, normal people, they have to do like these uh, mind puzzle things, you know, like crossword puzzles and things like that to help keep their mind sharp. Whereas all you and I have to do is just exactly what you're doing, man. You just keep a couple of different things, styles like that going on. And it actually accomplishes the same thing, if not better than all that stuff. Yeah, I I do a lot of different styles. You know, I do the oil painting. I'm actually working on a big seven foot one behind me now. Um, oh, I do oh, you wow. know, woodworking, um, photography, tattooing, illustration, cooking. So I kind of run the gamut. I like anything creative. I like to get into, you know, and so 
I think that's important with, with the art itself is to continuously challenge yourself. You know, don't, don't stay stagnant when it comes to the art because that's, that's how you grow. Here's the Absolutely. piece that's uh, oh wow okay behind yeah. Him here. yeah that's just that's just an underpainting right there really quick I'm still laying in um all my it's monochromatic in blue so just different tones of blue and it's yeah, uh it represents awesome, Kanaloa man. he's the god of the ocean a giant octopus um and so there's a lot of symbolism in this in this piece as well Kanaloa uh, is he, he's me. a is he's a, a is he Hawaiian god. Yes, he's he's actually he's found in all throughout all Polynesia. Uh, okay. He goes by different names. Um, it's Kanaloa, Tangaroa, Ta'aroa. Uh, depending on where you're at in New Zealand, he's known as Tangaroa. In Samoa, he's known as Tangaroa. In Tahiti, he's known as uh, Tanaroa. So it's the same god. He's the, he's the god of the the ocean. You know, mm. he's like a, he's the one that basically he's like you know, a, he a is the giant season. octopus. Uh, exactly he is or for for yeah. the uh, uh nice man can i ask you a little so bit you were about saying the octopus uh the octopus uh, what the meaning the octopus have to you um well they always they, that's sort of my nickname is the octopus um because i have my hands in so many different things you know, <laughs> one hands one hands in cooking one hands in and i'm always doing something new and and you know the whole representation of octopus itself the tentacle patterns uh, re represent the grasping of knowledge you know, taking stuff that you've learned and applying them. So um, being very versatile, you know, um, being able to adapt to different styles at any time. That's sort of how the octopus lives and survives too, right? So Yeah, man. Octopuses Absolutely. are very, very smart. And, and, it, and it tastes good. And it tastes good too. Oh, it's I was about to say, to man. Dude. <laughs> I, didn't want, I, I didn't want teacher to make fun well, of me I, being stoned I, again. I, <laughs> <laughs> because like, I was like, I was looking at some of your pictures and you had the dried, uh, the octopus kind of like Smoked tentacles. I'm like, dude, yeah. man, that is yeah. like, my, one of my favorite <laughs> dishes, man. Or, I mean, I normally I'll get it like yeah. when I go down to Mexico, El, you know, the pulpo base, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like, exactly. dude, I don't care. Give it to me Japanese style. Give it to me Mexican style. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, I mean, it's all good, man. It's one of my favorite things I, to eat. Yeah, I actually make I actually make a poke with that smoked octopus. I smoke it, um, you know, for about four hours in my trigger, and and then I cut it up to make poke, and it's it's actually pretty mm. good. <laughs> Dude, man. Oh, man. All right, dude. My next visit, I want to come and have a meal with you oh, at yeah. your place or yeah. whatever, man. Um, yeah, please. Can, can, yeah. I'm very curious about before we move too far away from the uh, the traditional um, kind of like uh, Hawaii kind of like tattoo, it's tribal tattoo. Yes. Tattoo. I mean, is there like some sort of like <clears throat> traditional way to do it, or is there like a certain pattern? Like, what? How do you break down kind of like the images normally? I mean. Uh, um, so basically it's, it's all about, it's all about the wearer and what the, is the story that they're trying to represent? You know, what is their, what is their reason for getting it? Is it for protection? Is it for family? Is it for the knowledge? You know, um, there's so many different meanings. A lot of it has to do with the family, you know, it ties to your family, your, uh, family guardian, which is an animal, you know, it can be a shark, it can be the turtle or the lizard. Um, Mm. If you're, you know, if you're a war, if you're a, in the military, you'd normally get, you know, sharp teeth because it's like a modern day warrior, you know, for the strength and the protection. And so it's all about the story. You know, if you're an ocean person, uh, the pattern should represent the ocean, very fluid movement. You know, if you're a land person, it represents things of nature. So all of these patterns wow. carry specific meaning and it's all about what the wearer wants. You know, what, what is the story that they're trying to tell? Dude, that's awesome. Nice. Thank you for sharing that story because I've, I've always been curious. And then, you know, you know, it's just like, and dude, I love the, I love how you break down the octopus into so many different types. Cause this is like another, uh, <clears throat> this is like another it's one. That back in gray, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then this God, is, so awesome, kind of looks like a combination because like, although there's not the tribal pattern, it looks like the dude has an actual octopus on his leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to run up to this guy and he's like, dude, are you all right? Let me get that thing off of you. Yeah, a lot Facts, of them, I'm, I'm, I'm known for tattooing. I'm, no, I'm, I'm known for tattooing these octopuses, and um, they're actually very hard to tattoo. Uh, Dude, I, I believe it. Freehand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, I draw freehand. Showed. I draw freehand down to the body. So, oh, know, man. It's, man. It's, you know, man. The, the tattoo that we just looked at, um, those of you who are just listening, is basically from this guy's hip down to his knee and further. How long and how many sessions did that tattoo take? Uh, that thing took three and a half sessions, uh, probably 
I don't know, a little over 12 hours total split up, 12 to 14 hours total. Wow. Um, drawn freehand, yeah, drawn freehand directly to the skin with a pen, no stenciling, um, just to ensure proper fit on the body. You know, you yeah. want to make sure it looks good aesthetically on the body as well. Yeah. So it's, everybody's muscle tone is different. So you want like the legs. That's the cool thing about the octopus is you can put them anywhere on the body and sort of have it morph to that person's body. So that one actually wraps, he has a leg wrapping on either side of his kneecap and going down his shin. So it's actually pretty, it's a cool place, you know, yeah. if you're wearing some shorts Dude, and you got it, yeah, so you got awesome. it sticking out. It's a conversation piece. Huh? Makes me want to get a tattoo like that. Dude, seriously, yeah. man. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is this is like look at the detail in this, man. I, it looks delicious. <laughs> a lot of this, you know, this, this it looks delicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm stoned. I'm just keep on bringing up. Food. <laughs> so anyways, go ahead. <clears throat> but no, check it. I just want to bring up this owl just because it's like it's it the detail is ridiculous, man. I mean, I, Look, look at this look at this owl man like you know it looks like it's popping out of the out of the arm man this is this is no filter i'm assuming too right <laughs> no, no 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 this is just no dude, this is actually fresh this is taken this is taken right after the tattoo is done um, wow there's slight redness not not that much uh when it's the black and gray stuff we try not to do to traumatize the skin too much um yeah you actually approach that style of paint uh tattooing like a painting very you know, if you watch people tattoo, sometimes they tattoo really hard. When it comes to this black and gray stuff, you definitely want to paint the skin like a brush, mm. you know, very light. And um, just kind of layer it, it on there, a, yeah. Hey, what was it your takes first? a nice light touch right there. Yeah. What was yeah. your first it, tattoo? That's paint that's, yeah, what was uh, your first tattoo? My first tattoo was actually this paw print right here um, because of wow. my name. When I, was, when I was younger, I used to sign my drawings. Um, you know, everybody calls me Teddy, so it was Teddy Bear. And there was always a paw print on there. And so being my first tattoo and i was like oh, okay let's get that and you know man lots nice. of little symbols inside the paw print too that's amazing yeah, did you design exactly. that of course no actually uh we had a friend from tahiti who came down and was staying with us um and watching him you know he's tattooing the boys and i was like i'll get a tattoo from you you know I, before i was like i wouldn't let anybody draw on me you know i'm really highly picky of who draws on me and, you should uh, be you're a great saw, artist are, yeah <laughs> For a tattoo artist, I'm not that tatted up, you know. I got a, I got my neck done, throat, I got my chest, my full sleeve, and one leg is all. The leg is done all traditional hand tap style as well. Um, have you? Tattooed? But other than that, my left side of my body is is clean. So, ah, have yeah, any particular only, reason? Um, for me, it was uh, it showed restraint as a tattoo artist to only ah. tattoo. You know, I mean. That, you know, this is sort of beachfront property, you know what I mean? And to, <laughs> you know, but then this side is all good, you know? And so um, the, the, right, the right side is, is the creative side, you know, right brain, everything is yeah. the creative side. And then it re also represents the duality, you know? I like the that, light man. and dark, you know, the, the man, both sides. Yeah, that, you man. can't, it's just like a yin and yang, you know? It, it's a, for me, it's a balance every time uh, people have different ways. Sometimes they'll get a sleeve and then a leg on the opposite leg. For me, it was right down the middle, even my throat, mm. all the way down here. It's a clean line. I like that, man. I don't know. Who's he, who knows? I, I might I might tattoo my left side, but I highly doubt it. So. <laughs> well, hey, man. I mean, people change, and I love that you actually have, like, <clears throat> meanings behind your tattoos. You, you know what's funny? I just wanted to ask you, as a tattoo artist, I mean, you've been doing it for quite over, you know, very, very long time, 16, right? 16 years. 16 yeah. years. I want to ask you in the past, like five to seven years, have you tattooed more faces? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like on, on the, on, like on their face. Just, just curious. I've only it, done, I've only done, I've only done two on face and the face is very hard to work with, but I mean, there's no coming back from that one. Yeah, no, I'm just curious because, you're, you know, you're telling me all this symbolism of your tattoos, right? And then we have, like, Post Malone, like, tatting always tired on his Doritos face. on his <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's a bit much. That's, you know a bit, I mean? that's a too so much just, information. You know what I mean? TMI. No, so yeah. I'm just saying, I love it when people actually have, like, meaning to t that, that. I mean, tattoos used for me, uh, you know, it's like, they're earned in a, in a sense, you know, and it's like there's symbolism. But I hear more and more kids come up to me these days with full on sleeves. And I said, oh, why'd you get um, Powder Puff Girls? 
And they're like, oh yeah, I just like, you know, which is, you know, your whole tattoo, your whole arm is nothing against Powderpuff Girls, man. You, you know what I mean? It's a cool yeah, cartoon, yeah. You, you know what I mean? But it's right. just like- James, we're gonna get all kinds of emails from the Powderpuff Girls, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, fans. You don't like Powderpuff Girls, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> hey, just get it on your face, okay? You know, get get an ice cream yeah, yeah, on yeah, your yeah, face yeah. and go, that goes burn. I got a, a question for Teddy. Um, what okay. spot was the most painful to get tattooed on you? Right the throat. throat. Oh, okay. that one was that was an eye opener, uh, but it felt equally as good too. So it's kind of in a sick way. <laughs> okay, you're one of those folks. I know. I know guys like you. <laughs> Most of them are in the military. But... I, I actually, I actually hate needles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can uh, you explain that a little, please? <laughs> Uh, hypodermic i i got yeah. you know, oh yeah no 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 no, no. i get you i yeah. i can't i can't I, I have a hard time getting a hypodermic but i can get my throat tattooed no problem <laughs> yeah wait a second that that hypodermic isn't moving fast enough you gotta shake exactly. it really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, now, now you can hit me now you can hit me yeah, that makes very little yeah. sense right <laughs> dude man i mean the, the throat tattoos have all music yeah what kind of music are you uh are you into teddy I'm a music guy. Uh, well, I was curious. Well, here in Hawaii, you know, besides the Hawaiian music, um, reggae is huge here. You know, there's it goes with the island vibe. You know, of course, yeah, yeah, back yeah. And, But I, Do you have any my odd favorite music is that you like. No, nah, not really. I, I listen to all kinds, man. What, whatever sounds good over here, you know. You can be banging on drums outside. I still listen. You know, it's all good. Um, <laughs> it's, that that's it's just different styles. You know, just like the art. You know, it's it is it is the arts as well and so um you know just like with food you know there's so many different ways you, you can't really have just one that you listen to you know you want to have a pretty broad range huh? can i ask you what, what about what, when you were in philadelphia when you're in philadelphia there had to be like a different influx of, of music i mean you know we had i was already you know into hip-hop then back then too you know what i mean but there would be times when i would play wu-tang and then there's days when i would play some old school hawaiian music that would put these guys to sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, man, I, I mean, I can't see Teddy really checking out that many. I mean, at the end of the day, his vibe is so Hawaiian, so island, man. You know, you know what I mean? I think reggae and... Uh, That's fine, but you never know when people like that might like some kind of death metal, you know, when they're in a certain mood. I mean, you know, you know normally guys, guys with neck tattoos do like some pretty yeah. hardcore music, though. You, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he's tattooing a, 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 a tourist that's an asshole. You know what I mean? He just really needs to work through it. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I need this music right now. Hey, let me ask you about that trigger, man. How do you like, uh, how, how do you like that trigger? Because I heard really, really okay, good just, about it. Just put it this way. I started cooking on a trigger um, a little over two years ago. Um, it has changed the way that I cook. Uh, I would do a lot of work with them. What happened was a lot of guys over here, their Traeger was sponsoring a lot of surf houses out here, you know, dropping off Traegers. And I didn't know how to use it. Um, but my background in cooking, the boys would always call me to come and cook. And um, I just happened to throw some down on it. You know, I just applied some of my techniques to Traeger and I started cooking it and they kind of caught wind on that. And you know, gave me a few grills and stuff. And I just been, I've been loving it, man. Like I said, it, it has changed the way that I cook. So, um, nice, man. It's definitely I mean, got a very unique flavor. So now I'm like the Traeger guy on Hawaii. Everybody calls me when they got questions for Traeger. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they get charge him for that stuff, man. Yeah. Charge by the minute. <laughs> no, no, these guys, I mean, they're, 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 I, it's a company, um, you know, if I use a product and I, I believe in it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely, you know, try and hype it up as well. So I was doing a lot every time I would tag them on, on Instagram and, um, you know, they did catch wind of it, but it's, it's pretty funny because my reputation around here, I, I've been in, you know, on the other side of the Island and people come up to me and they go, Hey, I know you, you're that, that guy that smokes all that meat. And it's like, Oh, what about my art? <laughs> like they know me, they know me as the meat guy. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, man. Well, you're a man of many talents, man. So I, I you, you, know, oh, you know, what? Wait, wait, I just wanted to mention another thing here. Um, something that, that, uh, Teddy showed me when, um, when I was there that I had actually never seen before is really, really fucking cool. Um, and that is those canvases that are made of the material that feels oh, like skin. Silicone. Yeah, yeah, like fake skin, you know, it's silicone rubber. Yeah. And we tattoo, right? We, we tattoo to them. And, um, Do you have anything you know, there at one. the house you can show us? Or? I don't have one right now with me. Um, 
is the one that I have is all at the tattoo shop. But it's basically they started. It was a company called Upon the Flesh, and they were making these uh, fake hands made out of silicone rubber, where they would sell it to tattoo artists and doing tattoos. And I got um, a flat piece from them and kind of combine the fine arts with the tattooing. And I, you know, I call it flat tat. Um, on, I love it, man. With, yeah, with, with tattooing, we're limited on the human body of how we can design because we have to fit. So the canvas on the human body is a little weird, but on a flat piece, you can actually ap approach it like a painting, your composition, um, the way you place things, there's no distortion. And so I'm getting into this sort of flat tat and nobody's really doing it right now. And um, I did one, I completed one, it took 125 hours to complete. Um, and the thing is just amazing when you look at it, but it's still done with a tattoo machine, just not on real skin. And so when I have enough pieces, I want to do my own show. And it, it does combine the two, you know, because of the flat surface, it, you're now, your composition is wide open. You know, yeah. you're no longer trying yeah. to design through the shoulder. Up. Yeah. And you're opening yourself up to a whole nother market too, man. You know, exactly. because I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to have a tattoo, you know, but they're never going to fucking do it. Well, right. you know what, here's an actual tattoo that you can have and you can keep on your wall and not have it on yourself. Damn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the thing is it's 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 a pretty amazing medium to work with because um, it is like skin, but you're painting with your tattoo machine, and there's no blood, so you don't have to really wrap it up. There's no cross contamination, um, and you can just put it down when you want and come back to it a couple of days later if you want to it. And um, I've made copies of it, so it's very easy to reproduce as well. But you got to see the original nice. up close because it it. I can attest to that because yes, yes. when I was there, flesh. Teddy showed me a piece that he was working on, and it was, dude, I mean, top of the line. I mean, yeah, it doesn't, it's it doesn't that one get any better see, than that. It was that one that you seen at the tattoo shop. Uh, yeah. It's on, my, it's on my Instagram page. It's still got the octopus with the ship on it. It's sort of a very tall graphic. Okay, me, you can see it. See it looks very realistic. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pull that thing up because I remember looking at that thing in person and just thinking, "Holy cow!" Man, yeah, so it measures it measures two feet by oh, four feet by eighteen inches across by four feet high. It's two panels, um, two split panels done, and um, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it does take. Do you remember a while about how long ago it was that you posted it up? Uh, could have been about a year, I would say. Maybe okay. about a year. Gives James yeah, a better idea uh, of how far he needs to scroll. Yeah, you'll see it. It's kind of a very skinny piece. It's got an octopus with a ship on it. And, um, the only flat yeah, tattoo. Totally... <laughs> <laughs> this one? Is it, uh, you yeah. find it? That's, oh, yeah. that's it right there. Dude. That's it right there. You see what I mean, James? Look at that. But I mean, I wouldn't have been yeah, able that to. Thing, that thing was. Yeah, just scrolling. I would not have been able to tell that's a really unique type of canvas and that's tattooed. So, dude, this is like fucking amazing, man. Dude, Teddy. But you... What I also want to point out this um, that I saw when I was there is look how the sides, how he goes into the side of the frame. Yeah, it breaks. It I'll... breaks. It breaks the, the border. It gives it a little bit more 3D like it's popping out. Um, I like to do that with so a lot of my paintings. It just adds another level of, of uh, depth. Yeah, man. That's yep. sort of right break there, the border, man. you know. And uh, yeah. I, I also saw this just to bring it back to uh, to and keep it in octopus. Here's the uh, sm the smoked octopus we were talking. About. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and notice on this show, Teach keeps on bringing it to art, and I keep on dragging it back to food, man. Because you know what? It's been well over an hour actually hanging out, man. And but uh, uh, <laughs> well, I want to I want to have you on again if yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or next you time. You know what? What I would like Hawaii. to do. Here's what I would like to do, James. Is uh, the next time when once we have this virus under control and everything. Um, James, next time I go to Hawaii, you got to come with me. All right. Yeah, I love. And we go person. hang out with Teddy, and we do this in person. It's it's Dude. just it's so much better when you do it in person and everything. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, this is awesome because we get to see you. You're in Hawaii. We got to see some of your artwork and everything. But um, now we want to hang out. We want to eat some of your food, and you know, want to chill. Maybe I'll yeah. go out and do some surfing again. Hang out with the boys, and uh, maybe you no, know, maybe you'll get James in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a here's a few uh clips from last time when Teach was there, man. Um you guys putting the stencil up, dude. Uh dude, you guys this is this is so cool, man. It actually like the vibe of, you know, just the whole thing. 
makes makes. Oh, that's actually when they were doing it. I wasn't there for that. Oh, you weren't they, there? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. We, dude, they, that this is just awesome, man. Dude, just whenever we I see somebody else using teach a stencil too, man. So it, uh, there, there's Teddy basically, and uh, there you go, man. Hell yeah, dude, on the surfboard as well. Yeah. So, so Clark, Clark was like when when Clark when uh, teach sent the stencil down. Clark was like. There's only one guy that I would trust to use a, you know, to help me spray this, you know. And I was like, oh man, I haven't used a spray can in a while. <laughs> awesome. You know, but it was, awesome. it was, it was pretty cool. You know, people, people were tripping out on it, and especially at Waimea Bay, um, those two are very iconic images at Waimea. Waimea is a very sacred place. Um, you know, world we not renowned for its surf, and um, yeah, and dude, you know what. Thanks to Teddy, I didn't, I mean, I actually, I found out that, that um, Eddie Aikau had a, had a brother named um, Clyde, okay, yeah. through a, a friend of mine that I went to school with, um, and so that's, I got in touch with Clyde because, you know, I wanted to see if he wanted to keep the stencil that I originally went there the first time with my family and did the, the piece out on the, um, the lifeguard stand with, um, and um, <coughs> Excuse me. Hold on a Hey, what better place? If, I mean, in Hawaii, that would be the best place that, like to quarantine, man. Right? It's like, hey, nothing yeah, to do ex at nighttime anyways, and just go outside, sunshine, like, you know, people will catch corona. So anyways, sorry, Teach, what were you saying? Um. Crap, what was I saying? What was I? Uh, you're talking I about. You're talking story. about when you're. Uh, okay, you're talking about when you went out with and Clyde. sprayed the stencil. Yeah. Okay. So um, I got in touch with Clyde to see if he, you know, wanted the stencil, and um, so then when I, um, that's how I, you know, found out about Clyde. But then when I got my tattoo from Teddy, um, that's when I learned a little bit more about Clyde, and he had me watch um, the uh, Eddie Ical 3030 on ESPN. Yeah. And then that's when I learned about the rest of the family and how awesome and amazing Clyde was himself, you yeah, know, um, that, that blew my mind. And so that's why I did a stencil of, of Clyde also. And, um, you know, next time I head over there, I'm going to bring it with me and uh, maybe do a couple of pieces while I'm there. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I just, the reason why I did those to begin with that one of Eddie was because to me, it seems like everyone goes to Hawaii and they just want to take things from there, you know? And I just wanted to bring a gift, you know, to Hawaii because I used to be a lifeguard when I was younger. Um, that's when I first found out about um, Eddie Aikau was, you know, when I was like 14, 15 years old being a, a lifeguard on the beach in Destin, Florida. So that's how long I've known about him. Um, so that's why I did that image and, and that's where the whole thing started. But, um, dude, thanks. Yeah, he was uh, the first lifeguard at Waimea Bay, man. What's that? He was the first, was the first lifeguard at Waimea yeah, he was, was actually the first lifeguard out on our shore. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I heard. Was the first lifeguard. Before and, that, um, he just had to have a during homie. that time. <laughs> during that time, he um, he would only allow guys to lifeguard that he chose. And um, from what I've heard, Mark Dumbrow or Dumbrowski, that's actually Dumbrowski, his full name. Yeah. Um, he was the last one that that Eddie had chose himself. So it was a huge honor to meet, uh, to meet Mark, and uh, I look forward to keeping in touch with him. He gave me some stickers to give my kids that they love. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude, I, just, I, I really look forward to, to coming back there, and I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for, for your time today, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, again, for people who would, uh, would like to get in touch with you, purchase your art or whatever, what is the best way to reach you? Uh, where if you're on Instagram, you can check out my IG page, uh, Kaha underscore Kihi. Uh, it has all the information on there. Um, or you can email kahakiart at gmail.com. But um, yeah, go check out my work on Instagram and uh, give yeah, you a we'll better idea of what we do down here. We'll post it up. That's K-A-H-A underscore K-I-I. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Teddy, man. That, it was an awesome right, time talking you to you. <laughs> yeah, man, and uh, and we'll definitely, uh, uh, dude, we'll we'll meet in person, man, and you know we'll grub, we'll come grub on together, down, man. come on down, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on, you guys. Oh yeah, I'm Thank gonna you. go eat now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> Thank you to the audience. <laughs> go eat some ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to the audience. Some couple noodles. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Follow us at PTTP Show. Thank you so much, Teddy. All right. Take care. To the audience, love yeah. you guys. Take care and peace. Yeah.